right, how, how are y'all doing today? <laughs> right, right. Okay, so what are we talking about, Jesus? Reel it in. Yeah, yeah. So today, I, this is going to be the first, you know, the first episode of um, maybe, I don't, I'm not completely sure, but this is, we're going to be talking about Rumpelstiltskin. This is, right, right. You know, um, by the Gr- by the by the Grimm brothers, and it's it's actually pretty popular. I mean, I've never heard it heard it before, but um, this is my first time reading um this. Is it like a short story, a fairy tale, folklore, maybe? Because it's a little grim, you know. And I really enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I can definitely agree with you. And I mean, before um. Uh, you know, Mrs. Black um, introduced us t- uh, to this stories of the Brothers Grimm. I've never heard of it before, but honestly, these guys, you know, they've just created so many fairy tale stories, you know, whatever you want to call it, that as of today, we are still using. And like um, in the media and just culture in general, they're still being like, um, you know, I-, I wouldn't say used, but just referred to that. It's crazy their, their impact, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I still hear about their stories till this day, and they were written, like, centuries ago. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. But let's hop in to what's going on. So I would say the first thing that, like, striked me or, like, surprised me about this story was the name itself, you know? They didn't bother to, like, simplify it or translate the name of him, Rumpelstiltskin, which is, like, what other fairy tales usually did, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, 100%. I mean, um, you know, the Cinderella story, we, we've seen it. There are Cinderella stories across the whole world, all cultures, and they all, like, change it, you know what I mean? But this is a pretty... Right. Rumpelstiltskin is Rumpelstiltskin, you know what I mean? It's not like, mm-hmm. I don't know, the American, the Canadian Rumpelstiltskin. It's just the story as it was, like, centuries before it was written. So that's that's kind of... That's amazing. Right, like, I, I was surprised. I was thinking maybe, like, there was an American version of it or something. So I was doing research before we decided to do this podcast. And I could only find the um, Brothers Grimm version of it. So, yeah, I guess they didn't really, like, spread that into different, you know, how would you say that? Like, people didn't take a different approach to the story. It just remained as it did. Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. I mean, well, because we don't have a lot of time, you know, in today's episode, um, I'll provide a summary. So let's mm-hmm. start. Um, basically there's this girl and you know her dad you know baffles and he tells the king so he's like yeah my daughter can turn straw into gold i i assure you you know what i mean i mean that's crazy like why would somebody you know make such a bold statement like that right exactly so then the king takes the girl right and locks her into a chamber and the king tells her that if she doesn't spend, she's like, you have to spend all of this. Like, imagine it's a chamber full of, of straw, okay? And if you can spin this into gold mm-hmm. by sunrise, then you'll die. <laughs> so, of course, anybody, right. um, she start like anybody would react if they help you, like, hacked it and, and threaten you with death. You know, she breaks down and she cries. But then somehow there's, like, this strange man or kind of elf, I don't know, um, but um he shows up and makes her wishes reality but it's there's a catch so it's in exchange for something exactly so wait so let me go over some stuff that happens in the beginning of the story and then we can like go deeper into what's happening at the end and then so let's analyze this together so so far you have a story that's 
completely out of like normal fairy tale norms. And I, because of that, I feel like it's so important that a lot of us read this story. Because if you've gotten like tired of the same old like god fairy magical kind of fairy tale, um, it's completely different because you have like those normal archetypes like the Cinderella type character and the mistreatment that she gets or the damsel in distress as well as mentor archetypes but um, it says it in a different way yeah mm -hmm. and you know uh, when looking at the characters you can you can categorize the strange little man Rumpelstiltskin both has a hero because, you know, he kind of helps her in, into her journey. You know, he changes the strength of gold for the girl, but also has a villain because he torments her and curses her that he deserves to have her firstborn child. Like at the end of the story, he's kind of both. So I think that's amazing, that like duality. Right. I've never like seen that mix of character archetypes in a lot of fairy tales or for, uh, folklores or like, you know, stories in general. So I, I, that's super cool. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the king, you know, he comes to the girl's side and then he tells her that if she's to spin the straw into gold, you know, she will become his wife and, in you know, and, and the queen of the kingdom, you know. So also the strange little man, you know, Rumpel, um, Rumpel Siltskin, whatever you want to call it, you know, he tells the girl that he will spin the gold for her. But if she promises to give him her firstborn child once she is a queen, so, of, of course, she's desperate. Of course, she wants to keep her life. She wants to live, right? So she agrees. Hold on, hold on. I need to go over this next part. It's by far one of my favorites. All right, all right. Go ahead. Um, so the girl ends up queen, right? And forgets about the agreement. Um, and she ends up having this kid and gets along with it really well. And this little dwarf man ends up coming to meet her and reminds her of what she agreed to. So yeah. she, of course, is shocked. She doesn't want to give away this child that she's tied herself to. And um, she asks him how she can reverse that. And he said to her that if she can um, find out what his name is, that she won't have to give away her firstborn child. You know, actually, uh, thinking about it, you know, I was just thinking um, how many times uh, we can see the number three mentioned, you know, throughout the story. No, you're right. Um, oh, the girl has three separate days that she has that she's asked to change the straw into gold. And she also has three days to identify the strange man's name. So like Rumpelstiltskin, right? Oh my goodness. I see how they squeeze that in there. The number three is actually a symbol of wisdom and understanding, right? Yeah, but also like if you think about it, doesn't the girl just signify that? So... Yeah, um, we can dip into the next part of the story for that, if you don't mind. Um, the girl sends out a messenger to find the strangest of names as he comes back saying that he heard um, Ansel, a little dwarf, dancing around his hut stating that his name was actually Rumpelstiltskin. Right. And I mean, um, you know, the girl, you know, he, she's pretty smart after all, you know. And, you know, with her intelligence, uh, she was able to identify that, of course, that little strange man, um, it was Rumpelstiltskin, you know, that was um, the name. And so she ends up um, winning the deal with him, right? Right. She gets to keep her child after all. Exactly. Thanks, God, right? So um, it's obviously right. like a situational archetype in this story. And, and I want you to take a quick guess, actually. Um, 
It's the task. I mean, it's gotta be, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the girl is given this crazy and almost undoable task of, you know, changing chambers and chambers of straw into gold. Right. Wait, wait, wait. But can't the fact that she's fighting to stay alive another day when, when she's down in the chambers also be seen as a quest, if you think about it? Right, exactly. Oh my lord. Yeah, you got it, you got it. And see, and that's what I'm saying. This story is filled with so many different clues and little details that you slowly catch up on the more you read this story. And, and that's exactly, I mean, the whole, you know, when, when the story is said, you know, the whole all the clues and those different things that it's into the story that it's just it's gotta be my favorite brother's scream story oh no mine too um i mean they were so weird right the these stories that they came up with were scary and dark and kind of twisted but it's so iconic that their name their last name was grim i mean it matches their stories so well I just, you know, the impact that this, these stories, not not only Rumpelstiltskin, but, you know, they've made um, like hundreds and hundreds of stories and that they're still like um, told to this day. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I, I don't know what, um, you know, it would be of um, the world without Cinderella. It's something so basic, for example. Right. I mean, it's something that we all grew up with, right? Exactly. But then you got Rumpelstiltskin, which is something more niche, something that not everyone has heard about. Um, it's just so amazing. Right. I just think that every, and everyone should read this, you know? No, me too. Me too. So, well, I mean, it's, you know, it was amazing, you know, analyzing this story. And I personally, you know, if you're listening to this with us right now, um, you should tune in to our next chapter. Uh Yes, you see us uncover more of like these little details of different stories and, oh, yeah. you know. So, yeah, and and I thank you so much for listening to us, you know. Yes, 100%, yes. 100%, I think, Amelia, you can say it. We, we really encourage you to read uh, Rumpelstilts. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, yes. I'm upset with myself. I held off reading this for so long. So I go out there, find this story and take a deep dive into it. I think it's, I think it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Thank you guys so. for listening. We hope to see you next time. Or I guess you listen to us, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right, right. Well, thank you.